Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Hi, it's The Reading Book. Today's episode was sponsored by Parallax Press and their book, Mop Rides the Waves of Life by Jamal Yogis. It's a funny, adorable, and wise new book about mindfulness and handling big emotions. And if you're looking for a more focused, peaceful, and joyful summer, it's a must-read. Please support our sponsor by purchasing Mop Rides the Waves of Life by Jamal Yogis and others from Parallax Press at thereadingbook.com or your local independent bookstore. Welcome back! This week, we've got a bonus, full-story episode of our treasure-hunting adventure. A fantastic, under-the-sea adventure in search of the long-lost city of Atlantis. Thank you for listening! Reading Bug Adventures is written, performed, and produced by the team at The Reading Bug, our family-owned independent bookstore in California. This adventure is the very last one of our fifth season. But don't worry, we're already writing more episodes for the fall, and we can't wait to go on more amazing adventures together! While you wait for more episodes, why don't you go back and listen to some of our old adventures together? Which one is your favorite? Was it our trip to the moon to get Lumi back home? Or maybe our trip to King Arthur's castle? Or to see the dinosaurs? Or Nessie the Loch Ness Monster? Or maybe this episode is your favorite? We've had so many adventures together, it's hard to choose just one. Over the summer, go back and listen to your favorites, read some of the books in the Reading Bugs book bag, draw some amazing new illustrations, and let us know what kind of adventures you'd like to have with me and the Reading Bug in the future. We've already received so many wonderful ideas, and we can't wait to hear from you, too. Thank you so much for listening and for your support. Thanks also to Zencaster, which we were able to use to record all of this season's episodes from our home, and to our friends at Resonate Recordings, who do the sound mixing and mastery for every episode. And of course, thank you to all of our episode sponsors and individual patrons. A big hello to Jake and Beckett from Virginia. You're part of what makes Reading Bug Adventures podcast possible. If you'd like to become a patron and support our work, visit patreon.com slash readingbugadventures. Finally, in addition to writing and recording songs and podcasts, our family owns and operates a children's bookstore. You can support us by shopping online for books for every age, care packages, and toys and gifts at thereadingbug.com. Or, if you'd like us to deliver a hand-picked selection of books every month that match any young reader's unique age, interests, and reading level, you can sign up for a subscription at readingbugbox.com. It's a perfectly personalized gift that brings that small, independent bookstore feel and expertise right to your doorstep. Okay, reader, are you ready to go on an exciting treasure-hunting adventure with me and the reading bug? Wonderful! Then what are we waiting for? Let's fly! It's time for a reading bug adventure! It's a reading bug adventure, there's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper, and your imaginations too. The reading bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. Reader, hi! I'm so glad you could join us on our next adventure together. I'm eager to get going, aren't you? But as usual, it looks like the reading bug is running late. She must be lost in another book. I wonder what she's reading about. 
Have you read any good books lately? Lauren, reader, I'm here, I'm here. I'm so sorry to be late. I was just caught up in a, a good, good book. book. I know, I know, Reading Bug. Don't worry, we've come to expect that you'll arrive a few minutes late to our adventures, haven't we, Reader? I may be a little late, but I just know you're going to love our adventure today. I was busy making sure I had all the right books with me to make our adventure truly memorable. If everything goes according to my plans today, this adventure could be one of the most incredible, most spectacular we've ever had. The most spectacular adventure ever? That does sound exciting. We've had some pretty amazing adventures together before. But Reading Bug, where are you going to be taking us? Oh, Lauren, what would be the fun in simply telling you? I'm afraid you're going to have to discover where we're going today all on your own. But I can give you a hint. Please do. Sure. Maybe you'll be able to guess after I tell you some of the books that I brought with me in my book bag today. Let's see. I've got Deep in the Ocean by Lucy Brunelier, The Magic School Bus on the Ocean Floor by Bruce Deegan, Ocean Meets Sky by the Fan Brothers, and... Oh, those books are all about the ocean, Reading Bug. Another ocean adventure would be a lot of fun. But remember, we've already been on an ocean adventure before. We did promise our dolphin friends, Danny, Donnie, Denny, and Dora, that we'd come back for a visit, though. Wait, Lauren, those aren't the only books in my book bag. You didn't let me finish. I also have Pete the Cat and the Treasure Map by James Dean, Treasure Hunters by James Patterson and Chris Grabenstein, and... Oh, wow! <gasps> treasure Hunters and Treasure Maps! Are we going on another pirate adventure? I'm not sure that would be spectacular. Our last pirate adventure was scary. No, no, no. Don't worry, Lauren. We aren't going on another pirate adventure, but we are going to be searching for some long-lost treasure. I've got one more book in here that I think is going to really help you guess. It's Looking for Atlantis by Colin Thompson. Atlantis, Lauren! We're going to Atlantis today! Can you believe it? Isn't that a great idea for an adventure? Atlantis? What's Atlantis? You haven't heard of the lost city of Atlantis? Lost city? How can a city be lost? The city of Atlantis was built thousands and thousands of years ago. A magnificent oceanside city. But one day, it just disappeared. And the really incredible thing is that no one knows exactly where it was located, and no one has ever found it. The oldest Greek legends describe Atlantis as being in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. But some people think that Atlantis never existed at all. That the story of Atlantis is just a made-up story. A myth. History, legend or myth, truth or fiction. Reading bug, this sounds exciting. But what makes you think we can find a city that may have never existed? And even if it did, no one knows where it was located. Well, that's the easy part, isn't it? And it's why this adventure is going to be so spectacular. With the help of our imaginations and all the books I brought with me, my magic book bag can take us anywhere, can't it? So... We just need to hop inside together, and we'll be whisked away to discover the long-lost city of Atlantis. But, Reading Bug, I thought we were going on a treasure hunt, not a trip to find a lost city. Lauren, that's the really exciting part of the trip. We'll be doing both! Adventurers and treasure hunters have been looking for the lost city of Atlantis for hundreds and hundreds of years, but they never, ever found it. When it disappeared, Atlantis was one of the richest, most incredible cities in the world. 
Or at least, that's what all the stories say. Treasure hunters seek Atlantis, not only for its cultural value, but also because they think they may find millions of dollars worth of gold and riches. Lauren, reader, if my book bag takes us to Atlantis today, we could be the ones discovering all that treasure. Millions of dollars in treasure? Yes, yes, yes! But then, why all the books about the ocean, reading bug? Atlantis is a city, right? Well... The books I've been reading say that Atlantis vanished into the ocean. Vanished into the ocean? Reading Bug, this adventure does sound pretty spectacular. You're right. But do you really think your book bag can find a city that no one has been able to locate for thousands of years that may not even exist, and that, if it does exist, is sitting at the bottom of the ocean somewhere? 71% of the Earth is covered by oceans. Atlantis could be anywhere. And besides... Oceans can be very dangerous. There are tidal waves, terrible storms, man-eating sharks, shipwrecks, and pirates, among other things to worry about. I'm beginning to have second thoughts about this adventure today. What do you think, reader? Lauren, reader, where's your sense of adventure? We've made it through all kinds of danger in our past adventures. Sure, but we've had a lot of close calls. Oh, I'm sure we'll be fine. And remember... We may find millions of dollars in hidden treasure, too. This could be one of the very best, most incredible, most important adventure we've had ever. What do you think, reader? Should we go? The life of a deep-sea treasure hunter does sound pretty exciting, doesn't it? And a chance, no matter how remote, to discover the long-lost city of Atlantis sounds spectacular. Okay, reading bug, we're in. But before we go, reader... Did you remember to bring your crayons and paper with you? Just like the illustrations in our favorite books, pictures are how we can remember and retell the story of our adventures together. And if we really do find Atlantis today, I'm sure you'll want to draw pictures of this amazing city. I'll play some music at the end of the adventure for us to listen to while we color. But you can draw anything you want at any time as we adventure together. And if you ever need more time, just press pause. Wonderful! I can't wait to see all the pictures you draw. Why don't we also get ourselves all stretched out and ready for today's adventure before we go? Adventuring is really hard work, and it's important that our bodies are energized and our muscles are activated before we get started, isn't it? Everybody stand up, unless you're buckled into your car or tucked into your bed, and wiggle your fingers and toes. Are you wiggling? Great! Now, stretch your arms up high over your head. Perfect. Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, let's get ready to go. Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, now we're ready to go. Great work, everyone. Yeah, I feel awesome and ready for a special trip. So, what are we waiting for? Magic Book Bag, please take us to the Lost City of Atlantis for a discovery that's really gigantic. Keep us safe from danger, my friends here and me, as we hunt for lost treasure deep in the sea. Oh boy, I'm getting really excited about this adventure, aren't you, reader? And look, the Magic Book Bag is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Big enough to fit us all inside. And there's lots of images swirling around in there. 
in what looks like a giant blue ocean. I see dolphins, whales, and octopuses all swimming in the sea. And what's that enormous sea creature over there? <gasps> looks like a whale, but it has a long tusk jutting out of its head like a unicorn. Lauren, that's a narwhal. You can read more about narwhals in Magic Treehouse, Narwhals and Other Whales. Wait, look! Lauren, reader, can you see that? Just behind the narwhal, it's a beautiful city deep in the ocean. Atlantis! Oh, yes. I do see it, Reading Bug. It has an enormous palace and a massive temple and great walls, and it looks like it's made out of gold. But no, that can't be. I also see a giant man with curly hair and a beard in that city. There's lots of people actually wearing tunics and jewelry, but underwater? No, it can't be. And there are all sorts of interesting new words floating around in there. Submersible, odontocete, sonar, portside, stern. Lauren, reader, are you ready to jump inside our book bag and begin our adventure? I'm still a little nervous, but I'm as ready as I'll ever be. Let's go. Okay, then. Hop three times with me, then into the book bag together. Ready? One hop, two hops, three hops, and we're in! Let's jump inside our book bag. What will we find there? Imaginations run away. What's in our book bag? Our trusty book bag. What will we learn about today? Whoa! Reading bug! We're climbing higher and higher into the sky, speeding over homes and highways, schools and parks, farms and forests, cities, rivers, lakes, bridges, and they're getting smaller and smaller as we climb higher and higher. I thought we were heading into the ocean on today's adventure, but instead we're continuing to move skyward as the land below us zips by. And look! Now all the land below us has disappeared. And the only thing I can see for miles and miles and miles is the deep blue of ocean water extending out to the horizon. If Atlantis is down there, somewhere, there sure is a lot of ocean for it to have disappeared into. I sure hope the book bag knows where we're going. I think it does, Lauren. Look, we're starting to descend downwards now, towards the ocean. Towards the ocean? But where are we going to land? There's no earth below us, only water. How will we be able to breathe? We don't have any scuba equipment, and we don't have any gills like fish do. I can't look. Hold on tight, everyone, and hold your breath. Did we land? I think so, yes. All the flashing lights and swirling pictures have stopped, and everything seems to be still. Still, but not wet. If we're not deep underwater, Reading Bug, then where are we? There's only one way to find out. Let's climb out of the book bag, and let's take a look around. Okay, but be careful. Last I saw, there was ocean everywhere. Follow me. Look, reader. We're on the deck of a large boat. It's a blue boat with a white cabin on top, above us. And it's not like any boat I've ever seen before. On the deck around us are several large cranes, like you might see on a building site. Except these are attached to the boat. I wonder what they're here for. And look, on the side of the boat, the words Fortune Hunter are painted in big black letters. 
Well, that must be the name of the boat. Fortune Hunter sounds a lot better than Queen Anne's Revenge. That was the name of Blackbeard's pirate ship. Sure, but do you think Fortune Hunter could be a pirate ship too? Why else would it be all alone here out in the middle of the ocean? I don't think it's a pirate ship, Lauren. Remember how filthy everything was on Blackbeard's ship? Including the pirates? Everything on the ship seems very clean and well organized. And I don't hear any pirates either. Do you? Not pirates, but I do hear someone. Quick, let's hide behind this large yellow metal. Hey, you two, what are you doing here? How did you get on this ship? Oh no, reader, we've been spotted. If this is a pirate ship, I don't think we're going to be finding Atlantis today. Hey, answer me, would you? How did you get here? What are you doing? Spying on us? No, no, no. I- I'm sorry. We're just lost is all. My name is Lauren, and this is the reading bug. And this is our reader friend. Please don't make us walk the plank. Walk the plank? Very funny. But lost? In the middle of the Atlantic Ocean? On a ship hundreds of miles from shore? Nice try. Come on. We're going to see the captain together. He'll get the truth out of you, one way or another. Follow me. Up these stairs. One way or another? That doesn't sound very good, does it? But I guess we have no choice now. Let's go meet the captain. Come on, let's go. Captain Mel, I found these two stowaways and their bug friend on the aft deck, right next to the submersible. You are in such big trouble now. You think they might be spies trying to steal everything we've worked these last five years to discover? What should we do to them? Lock them up? Search them? Find out who they're working for? Reading bug, reader, I think we may be in big, big trouble. <laughs> Lock them up? Search them? <laughs> Jamie, you're getting carried away. We may be sailing the seas, but we're not pirates. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't suggest I make them walk the plank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and look, they look scared, too. Hey, 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 there's no need to be scared. I'm Captain Mel, and this is Jamie, and you're on board my ship, the Fortune Hunter. Don't worry, we're pretty friendly. Most of the time. Captain Mel? Jamie? Those don't sound like pirate names, do they, reader? I'm Lauren, and this is the Reading Bug, and this is our reader friend. I'm sorry we startled you. Trust me, we were as surprised as you were to find ourselves on your boat. I promise we're not spies. We traveled a really long way today in search of the lost city of Atlantis. But we ended up here, on your boat instead. Atlantis? Yes. Atlantis? Yes, that's what I said. But... but how could you know? Know? Know what? The sunken city of Atlantis. We've found it! At least we're pretty sure we have, but we've been keeping our discovery top secret so no one else gets there before we do. Who told you? No one told us, Captain. I promise. We're just here on an adventure. We adventure to all sorts of places together. We've been to Africa, Japan, Ireland. We've even been aboard Blackbeard's pirate ship, the Queen Anne's Revenge. And today, we're treasure hunters. And pretty good ones at that, it seems. I've been treasure hunting nearly my whole life, but you just happen to show up here, on my ship, on today, of all days? Pretty incredible luck you've got. 
I guess there's nothing left for me to say, but... Welcome aboard! <laughs> Here's to finding Atlantis together! If you want to be treasure hunters, there's no better ship to be aboard than the Fortune Hunter! Maybe I can teach you a thing or two before the day is done. Oh, wow, that would be incredible, Captain Mel! Thank you! You said you've been treasure hunting nearly your entire life? That's right. And my father and mother were treasure hunters before me. Taught me everything I know. Except, of course, technology these days is a whole lot different. And a whole lot better, too. We built this business together. Business? Can you really make a living hunting for lost treasures? Sure you can, Lauren. But it's not easy. You know, the Queen Anne's Revenge was found off the coast of North Carolina in 1996. Treasure hunters recovered pirate relics from the Queen Anne's Revenge that included cannons, an anchor, and a hilt that may have been Blackbeard's sword. They haven't found much gold or jewels yet, but they're still looking. More recently, in 2015, treasure hunters found a shipwrecked Spanish galleon, the San Jose, and uncovered millions of dollars in gold, silver, and emeralds. Well, we didn't make either of those discoveries, of course. My crew and I have been looking for the lost city of Atlantis. According to legend, the city was built by Poseidon, the Greek god who ruled over the seas, to honor his wife, Cleta. He built a palace trimmed with brass and a temple with pinnacles of silver that was surrounded by a wall of glimmering gold. If the legends are right, there's a lot of treasure waiting under the sea for whoever finds Atlantis first. Can you tell us more about how and why the city of Atlantis sank into the ocean? Yes, of course I can. <laughs> Centuries ago, in honor of his queen, Poseidon built a city like no one's ever seen, full of riches, wealth, and full of magic. He created the magnificent city of Atlantis. He paved the streets with bricks of gold and cast a spell that no one would grow old. And he sang, If I had one wish that would make me carefree, I'd spread kindness across the land and over the sea. It makes people feel good to see a smile not frown. Simple acts of kindness feel good when you are down, so be kind. Rewind, you'll find it's easy to be a friend who cares. But Atlantis also placed a curse upon his town that if his rules were broken, he'd bring Atlantis crumbling down. And to the people of Atlantis, Poseidon gave three rules. One, don't trade friendship for greed for wealth or jewels. Two, study hard, use your hearts and use your minds. And three, love each other and you'll be loved and kind. And he sang, cherish one another and always be kind. Lead with your heart and think with your mind. Find some solutions where you can agree. Make room in the world where we can all be. So be nice, think twice, there's no price. For kindness, just spread some love around. But it wasn't as easy as Poseidon had imagined. And the wealth of Atlantis caused people's hearts to blacken. They stopped being kind and were no longer polite. And before too long, 
the people began to fight. Neighbor turned on neighbor, and kindness turned to greed. And nobody would listen to what Poseidon had decreed. He yelled, whenever you're in doubt, recall the golden rule, and do unto others as you'd have them do to you. Don't speak out in anger, take a breath and start again. To love and understand is what it takes to be a friend, so be kind. Rewind, you'll find it's easy to be a friend who cares. But the people wouldn't listen. They kept breaking Poseidon's rules and arguing and fighting over gold and gems and jewels. But even though his people had gone from bad to worse, Poseidon loved them dearly. So he softened Atlantis's curse. And instead of crashing the majestic city to the ground, he sunk it in the ocean where it would never again be found, singing, cherish one another and always be kind. Lead with your heart and think with your mind. Find some solutions where you can agree. Make room in the world where we can all be. So be nice. Be nice. Think twice. Think twice. There's no price. There's no price for, for kindness. Just spread. Just spread. Some love. Some love around. around. So be kind. Be kind. Rewind. Rewind. You'll find. You'll find. It's easy to be. To be. A friend. A friend. Who, who cares? cares. So be nice. Be nice. Think twice. Think twice. There's no price. There's no price for, for kindness. Just spread. Just spread. Some love. Some love all around. So be kind. Be kind. Wow, that is some story, Captain Mel. If Atlantis really did fall into the sea, I wonder what happened to all the people who were living there. Well, that's what we're going to find out today. Legend says they turned to people and continued living in their sunken city. Poseidon loved the people of Atlantis. He just wanted to teach them a lesson. Of course, mermaids aren't real, and neither is Poseidon. <laughs> so finding Atlantis will help us learn the real story. Finding gold and riches would be amazing, but answering questions that have gone unanswered for thousands of years is equally important. And like I said before, we believe we've located Atlantis. We've been researching for the last five years trying to pinpoint its exact location, and I believe it's right here. Well, right under us. Maybe hundreds of feet below where our boat is floating right now. We used our autonomous submersible yesterday to explore what we believe are the remains of Atlantis, and it sent back some very promising images. But everything was a bit murky, so today I'm going to take the HOV down to see if I can confirm with my own eyes that the city is really here. Hey, I've got an idea. The HOV has seating for three. Do you and your reader friend want to join me? Captain Mel, are you serious? We'd love to join you. As long as the reading bug can come too. She doesn't take up very much space. <laughs> of course, of course. Didn't mean to exclude you, bug. I suspect a few insects have joined me in the HOV before. In fact, I remember an annoying mosquito buzzing around the cabin on a recent trip. Thanks, Captain. I promise I don't bite, and I'll try not to be annoying. Well, let's get started then. 
Follow me, treasure hunters. While we've been chatting on the bow of the boat, the crew has been getting the HOV ready to go. Let's walk back to the aft and we can hop in together. What's an HOV, Captain Mel? This is an HOV, Lauren. You mean this yellow submarine? Why do you call it an HOV? (laughs) That's a human-occupied vehicle, Lauren. We call her Henrietta, and she is a submersible, of course. I read in DKI Witness Books, Treasure by Philip Steele, that a submersible is a vehicle that operates underwater like a submarine, but smaller. An autonomous submersible doesn't need a human driver. Instead, it operates by robotics that are included inside the vehicle. That's right. Henrietta is not autonomous. She needs a driver. Now, we just need to climb up the ladder, in through the top, and into our seats in the cockpit here. You can see exactly where we'll be sitting through Henrietta's large front window here. Henrietta seats three. She's a pretty large HOV. And she allows us to dive deep underwater, much deeper and for longer stretches of time than scuba gear would. Let's climb in together. Up the ladder here. I'll go first. Now, carefully drop into the cockpit with me. There you go. Great. Yeah, that's the sound of the crew tightening Henrietta's top so no water gets in once we're under the sea. Now, we just need to wait. The crew will lift us up using the deck crane and gently place us in the ocean. Then our undersea adventure will begin. Look around, reader. There are knobs and dials everywhere in here. That's right. Henrietta may look very pretty, but she's a very advanced and very expensive piece of equipment. Back in their treasure hunting days, my parents didn't have any kind of technology like her. These dials measure everything from depth to oxygen levels to external pressure. There's even a sonar map function to help us see the ocean floor below us. Sonar? Sonar equipment measures the time that it takes for an echo to return from objects that it meets in the water. Then it turns the sound patterns into a computer image so that people on board have a rough picture of what's around the HOV. Here we go. Thank you for the smooth send-off, Jamie. Keep with me on the radio here and I'll let you know when we spot Atlantis. Will do, Captain. Stay safe down there. Now our adventure really begins. Henrietta will dip under the water, and then I'll be able to drive her further down until we spot Atlantis. Oh, wow. It's so beautiful in the water, isn't it, Raider? There are so many strange and wonderful fish swimming by. I feel like I'm watching a movie as I look out of Henrietta's enormous front window. The window is made out of plexiglass so that it won't break. Unless we get too far underwater, that is. And don't worry, all these dials and beeps will tell us if we're going too deep. So... As you can see, no matter what happens outside our HOV, we're completely safe in here. The ocean floor is quite deep here, so I'm gonna head downward quickly. There's enough oxygen in here for about two hours with the three of us here, and I'd like to spend most of that time exploring Atlantis once we slaughter. Here we go. Wow, the kinds of fish are changing as we go down further and further into the ocean depths. You're right, Lauren. The fish that swim close to the ocean surface out here in the middle of the ocean are called pelagic fish. And they include big fish, like that tuna over there. Isn't it beautiful? With its silver scales, large eyes, dark blue back, and spiky fins. 
It's more beautiful than beautiful. It's gorgeous. And what's that fish over there? It has a large crescent-shaped tail. The top of its body is silvery gray, and its belly is cream-colored. But the most unusual thing that it has is an extremely long bill that looks like a sword. Right on, Lauren. The bill is why we call that one a swordfish. If you look around, you'll also see some sharks. See, they're the ones with the pointed dorsal fins on top like that one. And sardines, they're the smaller silvery fish. But as we get closer to the bottom of the ocean, we will see less and less of these pelagic fish. And more and more bottom feeders like flounders, sole, and halibut, cod, and rays. Captain Mel, what was that? I'm not sure. Felt like something knocked against Henrietta's side. Or maybe just a current. Jamie? Jamie, are you seeing anything on the cameras? No, Captain. Nothing unusual. Whoa! Whoa? Actually, there is something unusual. But I can't make it out on the camera. Whatever it is, it's big. Maybe more than one. Lauren, reader, reading bug, look out the window and see if you can see anything unusual. There! I saw it too, Captain Mel. Did you read her? A big ghost-like creature in the shadows down here. Look, there's more of them. They're pretty hard to see. They seem to disappear into thin air. Or thin water, that is. I think those are Dumbo octopuses, Lauren. They're called Dumbo because they move by flapping their ear-like fins, just like baby Dumbo the elephant flapped its ears to fly. They have white skin that makes them look like ghosts as they seem to fly through the ocean. Because they live so deep under the ocean, humans almost never get a chance to see Dumbo octopuses. This is a really special opportunity to watch these beautiful creatures of the sea. You're right. Watching them is magical. It's like watching a ghostly ballet as these beautiful creatures dance their way through the ocean depths. They're everywhere. All around the HOV. Watch them, reader. You can see their eight arms. Each one is lined with small round bumps that shimmer like opals as they move up and down, up and down, and then they sway from side to side. Those round bumps are called suckers. Each one is a small suction cup that helps the octopuses move and grasp objects, and also to taste the water. Whoa! That octopus just swam right at us, Captain Mel, and he ran hard into the HOV. What are they doing? I don't know, Lauren. Dumbos are shy, and they like to live alone, and I've never seen them behave like this. Oh! They usually only come together in groups when they're feeding. When I first saw them, I was worried that we might have disturbed them and made them angry. Yikes! Captain Mel, I think you might be right. They're getting closer and closer, bumping the HOV all around. And reader, look, some of them are using their suckers to stick to the window. We can't see out anymore. Don't worry, Lauren. As I said earlier, we are completely safe inside our HOV. The octopuses can't harm us. Whoa. Ouch! Ouch. Uh-oh. Uh-oh? That bump was Henrietta hitting the ocean floor. And that was the sound of Henrietta losing power. She must have been damaged by the crash. Losing power? But that means... That's right. We're stuck down here. Henrietta can protect us from the octopuses and other sea creatures, but at some point, we will run out of oxygen if we can't get it moving again. Uh, 
And I'm afraid the radio power is shut down too. We can't radio for help. And there go the lights. Reading bug. Reader. It's very, very dark down here. Everyone stay calm. I'm sure the crew will recognize we're in trouble and come to our rescue. We have a lot of equipment on the ship, and when the crew realizes we've lost communication, they'll jump into action. We just need to relax and wait for help. Captain Mel, the octopuses are still attacking Henrietta. Are you sure we're going to be okay down here? Uh, Pretty sure, yeah. But uh, I hope the crew can figure out something soon. Sorry to say, however, I don't think we'll be seeing Atlantis today. We've got to get Henrietta back to the boat and see if we can fix her. Reader, while we wait for the Fortune Hunter crew to start pulling us back to the safety of the ship, I'm going to pause our adventure for a brief message about today's sponsor. Don't go anywhere. The Reading Bug and I will be right back in just one minute. Today's episode was sponsored by Parallax Press and their book, Mob Rides the Waves of Life by Jamal Yogis. An excellent, fun, and funny book written to help children handle the big emotions they may be feeling in this rocky year. Cowabunga, dude! Reading bug, are you surfing? (laughs) Not really surfing, Lauren, but I am crushing this enormous, stormy, emotional wave. Oh, just like Mop. Exactly. In Mop Rides the Waves of Life by Jamal Yogis, Mop is a kid with lots of curly hair who loves to surf and he keeps running into big emotions until Mop's mom teaches him how to breathe mindfully and surf his emotional waves. If I'm being honest, Lauren, I've been feeling a lot of big emotions too. Fear, sadness, and even anger. So this book was really, really helpful. And now, when a great big scary grumpy sad wave pops up, I pretend I'm floating right over it on my surfboard. That's wonderful, Reading Bug. It sounds like Mop and his mom make a complicated idea super simple and fun. They sure do. And the illustrations by Matt Allen make this totally tubular picture book a fun and easy-to-understand read. I'm happy to recommend Mop Rides the Ways of Life to all our listeners. Renowned meditation expert Robert Thurman says that it's the perfect book to teach kids, and overgrown kids, mindfulness, helping us all enjoy the happy waves to the fullest, but not panic when big, scary emotions rear their stormy heads. As Mop reminds us, falling is the best way to learn. Please support our sponsor, Parallax Press, by purchasing Mop Rides the Waves of Life at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. Thank you to Parallax Press for their support. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. Calling all kids in the car, Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages. 
teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. Welcome back, reader. The reading bug and I are so relieved that you decided to come back to try and help us escape a watery fate. Captain Mel and the rest of us need your help to figure out how to get this broken HOV moving again. Right, Captain? That's right, reader. We're still stuck at the bottom of the ocean after our HOV submarine, Henrietta, was attacked by a group of Dumbo octopuses out of nowhere. They dragged us down here and must have broken something because all the power is out. The lights aren't working, our radio isn't transmitting, and we're not moving at all. I've tried everything I can think of, but nothing has helped restore the power. Yeah, it's cold and dark and scary down here. If we're not rescued soon, we could run out of oxygen. That means we wouldn't be able to breathe. Being a treasure hunter isn't all discovery and riches, I'm afraid. There's some real danger involved in this profession, but don't worry, I'm sure the crew will come looking for us any minute now. I'm just not sure what's taking them so long. Reader, reading bug, I'm not so sure I want to just sit here and wait to be rescued. What if the crew doesn't realize there's a problem? Reader, do you have any idea what we can do? Or how we might be able to get this HOV moving again? Lauren, Captain Mel, is it just me or is it getting lighter in here? I keep getting a glimpse of greenish light through the tentacles of the octopuses that are still attached to our window. It used to be completely dark in here. But now, look, the whole HOV is lit in a dull light. That's probably just your eyes adjusting to the darkness, reading bug, like they do when you turn out the lights at bedtime. No, Lauren, take a look. I think the bug might be right. There's a soft green light coming in through the window. And the octopuses are peeling their tentacles away from Henrietta, clearing the window and letting in even more of the light. Oh, wow. You're right. But but we're deep under the surface of the ocean, aren't we, Captain Mel? What could be producing light that way down here? Honestly, Lauren, I don't know. I've never seen anything like it before. It's almost... Magical. Oh, maybe there's another submersible down here, or some kind of a signal from the crew on the ship above us? Reader, do you see what I'm seeing? I'm not sure I believe my eyes. The ocean all around us is definitely not as dark as it was when we were watching the octopuses dance. Instead, it's lit with soft green light coming from somewhere directly in front of us. The octopuses have all backed away from Henrietta, our HOV and are swimming away in the dark waters behind us, almost like they're afraid of whatever's making the light. But but what do you think could be scaring them? Lauren? Reader? Captain Mel? Look, directly in front of us, I think I see what or who is making that green light. Who? What do you mean, Reading Bug? Oh, oh my. I see now, it's a man. A man? Yes, it's definitely a man over there in the distance. But we're deep under the water, Lauren. It can't be a... Oh. A... A man. Reader, do you see him too? Right. He's very tall and he's walking, or maybe gliding, right towards us. As he gets closer, I can make out more of his features. He's very handsome. He has long, curly brown hair that's floating around his face in the water, and a thick, bushy beard. 
He's wearing a golden tunic that's shimmery and shiny. He carries a large three-pronged spear in one arm and is pointing to us with the other. And he's emitting the green light we're seeing, lighting up the ocean around him. But most amazing of all, he's not wearing any scuba equipment or a mask. How can he breathe underwater without any equipment? I, um, I have no idea. I think maybe I know. Legend has it that the god of the sea, Poseidon, always carried a three-pronged spear, called a trident, that he used to strike the ground to create earthquakes. Do you think that mysterious figure gliding toward us could be Poseidon? If I weren't staring at a giant man holding a trident hundreds of feet underwater, I'd tell you that you were crazy, Bug. Poseidon is just a Greek legend, but uh, I'm not sure I've got a better answer. Whoever, or whatever that man is, do you think he knows we need help? Reader, reading Bug, let's call out to him. He may be our only chance to get rescued down here. Help us! Help! Help! Our HOV has lost power! Help us, please! And we need help to get back us. to the surface! Lauren, I'm afraid the water and the thick walls of the HOV are probably keeping all your yelling from being heard. We're gonna need to let him know that we're in trouble some other way. But how? We can use scuba diving sign language! Scuba divers need to be able to communicate with one another when they are underwater and can't talk. So there are lots of hand signals that they learn. The sign for help, or I'm in trouble, looks like this. Hold your hand out in front of you with the palm facing down. Then wiggle it back and forth, kind of like you're waving at the ground or signaling to someone that you only sort of like something. Like this, see? Reading bug, I'm not sure Poseidon can see your tiny hand. We'll all need to do it too. Reader, Captain Mel, let's get close to the window. Now, hold your hand with the palm facing downward and wiggle it back and forth. Great. Hey, look, I think he, um, Poseidon understands us. See, he's looking right at us and nodding. Oh boy, he's looking at us really, really carefully, isn't he, Reader? I sure hope he's here to help us. And now he's spinning around in a circle waving his trident high above his head. The fish and eels and rays all around are all swimming toward him. He must be calling for them. Maybe they'll help him rescue us. Fish and eels and rays, yes, but but what are those? See, coming from behind Poseidon and swimming quickly towards us. It's hard to tell in the dim light, but I think there must be half a dozen of them or more. You're right, Captain Mel. Reader, reading bug, do you see them? They're all following Poseidon and the other sea creatures toward our sunken submarine. As they get closer, they look like they could be humans. Humans? Yes, they have beautiful human faces, long wavy hair and seashell and coral necklaces around their necks. They're wearing shiny bracelets and earrings, but no scuba equipment. They're, they're breathing in the water, just like Poseidon. Oh, but look, reader, they're not all human, are they? They have long, beautiful tails, covered with shimmering scales of every color. Reading bug, could those be mermaids? Or I mean, merpeople? Yes, yes, yes. That's exactly what they are, Lauren. And they're heading right this way. Mermaids? Mermen? Uh, now I've really seen everything, but, but, 
But what are they doing? I'm not sure, but I think they're trying to open our submersible. Look! Freedom Bug, I think you're right. They're pulling at the hatch. No! No, stop it! If you open the hatch, the water will come pouring in! Lauren, they can't hear you, remember? Then what are we going to do, Captain Mel? We can't breathe underwater like they can. If they succeed in opening the hatch, the water will fill the cabin and we won't be able to breathe. We need to stop them. We're too late. The hatch is opening. Look! Hold your breath, everyone! What's this miracle? What in the world? Look! Reader! The hatch is open and I can see the mer people looking in at us from the water outside. But we're still completely dry. Even with the hatch door open, no water is pouring into our submersible. How can that be? I think Poseidon has got something to do with it. Look! He's holding his trident against our front window, and it has formed a bubble around the submersible. It's incredible! It's magical! I can't believe it! Magical, yes, but let's not get too excited, Reading Bug. I'm not sure this is a welcoming committee. Poseidon looks... angry. People of the land, hear me. The sea is not your realm. Take your cruelty, greed, and arrogance with you and return to shore at once. You are not welcome in Atlantis. Did he say Atlantis? Oh, but King Poseidon, we can't return. Don't you see? Our vehicle is broken and we are stuck. We are in great danger and we need your help. My help? No. My love for humanity was absolute. But I could not help you then, and I will not help you now. Please! I promise we mean no harm to any of you. My name is Lauren, and this is Captain Mel, the reading bug, and our reader friend. We're adventurers, and we've traveled an awfully long way today to find the lost city of Atlantis. The lost city? Yes! Lost! All that remains of Atlantis is legend. Atlantis disappeared into the ocean centuries ago, and it was never seen again. Centuries ago? Oh, I'm such a fool. When I pulled Atlantis into the sea, it was to teach its people to love again and be kind. To study hard and use their minds. I did this for the good of humanity. But now centuries have passed, have they? Though it has taken a long time, we have relearned love, kindness, compassion, and hard work down here. But we've not brought it back to the rest of humanity. We've not seen anyone from the land since Atlantis sunk. We've been lost. But now we've found you. You don't have to stay lost forever. Come, we will take you to visit Atlantis, but only if you agree to observe our rules while you are here. The rules of Atlantis aren't much, but be warned, they are more difficult than they appear. 1. Do not trade friendship for greed, for wealth, or jewels. 2. Study hard, use your hearts, and use your minds. And 3. Love each other, and you'll be loved in kind. Before I sank Atlantis, the people lost the gift of goodness and became infected with ambition and greed. Only by following these rules have we been able to protect ourselves and create the magical city that I once imagined. 
Will each of you agree to obey these rules for the good of all humanity? Uh, Poseidon, King, uh, we'd love to follow you to Atlantis, of course, but like Lauren said, our submarine is broken. We can't move. And, uh, of course, we can't breathe in the water like all of you. Oh? I see. Well, that should be an easy fix. But first, I need to make sure that you have all promised to obey these rules. Do you promise? Yes, King we Poseidon, King we Poseidon. do. Yes. I didn't hear you, Captain Mel. Do you promise to obey our rules? Well, yes, of course. I'm a good man. I've studied hard and always used my mind, and I promise to be kind and respect the mer people of Atlantis. Yes, yes, King Poseidon, if it means a trip to see Atlantis, I can agree to your rules. Then let the magic begin! From the depths of our sea, it is my wish that you will be able to breathe like fish. Now, then just climb out of your vehicle into the water and you'll be able to join me and my people. Uh, breathe like fish? Uh, I, I don't, uh, hey. Oh, what's happening to your neck, Lauren? My neck? What do you mean? Yeah, Lauren, look at your neck. And yours too, Reader. And Captain Mel. You're all growing gills. Gills? Yes. Gills are how fish breathe underwater. As water passes through them, oxygen molecules are extracted, allowing the fish to breathe. Remember, in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, Harry eats gillyweed, which helps him breathe underwater by causing him to grow a pair of gills, just like yours. Yours too, Reading Bug. Looks like you're growing your own tiny set of gills, just like us. But that means we'd better get moving. Once our gills grow, we'll be unable to breathe the air in the submersible. Come on, out of the hatch now! Oh, I don't know, Bug. I'm more of a ship captain than an underwater swimmer. I feel a lot more comfortable staying in here. But, uh, it is getting a bit, um, <clears throat> tough to breathe. Okay, I'm convinced. Let's go. Out of the hatch, everyone. Reader, reading bug, follow me. We need to leave the air inside the submersible and swim to the deep water with King Poseidon and the Mer people. I hope these gills work. Let's go! Incredible. I'm breathing water. You're right. The cold water is tickling my neck as it passes through my new gills. But it's amazing. We're really breathing the water. No scuba gear needed. And I can easily hear you talking down here, too. What a spectacular adventure. That's not the only spectacular thing down here at the bottom of the ocean, Reading Bug. Look! The mermaids have gathered all around us. Twenty or more of them. And they're stunning. The way they glide effortlessly through the water. The colors of their scaly tails. The beauty of their long hair floating in the water. You are very kind. Thank you. I think you look quite beautiful as well. My name is Ambra, and I live in the city of Atlantis. Hi, Ambra. It's so nice to meet you. I always thought that mermaids were fictional creatures. When we lived on land, we looked just like you. But after our city sunk to the bottom of the ocean, we started to change. We didn't need our legs to walk anymore. So first, they grew stronger and stronger as we learned how to move them in unison, like a dolphin swimming through water. And later, 
Our two legs merged into a single tail to match our fish friends and neighbors. And also like the fish around us, our skin began to change color as well until we were as brightly colored as the tropical fish that swim in the coral reefs found in the warm waters near the equator. Umbra, let's show these land dwellers our beautiful city. It has been a long time since we've had guests visit us. Fetch my chariot, then follow me. Oh, wow. Look at the amazing chariot they're bringing for King Poseidon, reader. It's got a platform to carry him that's covered in a beautiful gold design and encrusted with seashells and jewels. And it's being pulled by animals that look like they're half horse and half fish. Incredible! They have the head and front legs of a horse, but instead of back legs, they have long tails. Their manes are made from fish fins and their tails are covered with green scales. I recognize those animals. They're called hippocamps. Legend says they were bred by Poseidon to pull his chariot under the sea. They're more magnificent than I'd ever imagined. And now, onward to Atlantis. Atlantis. Did you hear that? We're actually going to see the long lost city. That's right. Just follow King Poseidon's chariot and me. Here we go. Those hippocamps sure are fast. And with their powerful tails, the mermaids glide so quickly through the water, too. Hurry, reader. If we don't keep up, we may lose them down here. Quickly, kick your legs with me, and let's follow King Poseidon and the mermaids. We're not going very fast, Lauren. Look! Poseidon and the mermaids are getting farther and farther away. And I'm getting farther and farther behind. I told you I'm not much of a swimmer. Wait up! It's no use. We just can't keep up with them. They're too used to swimming way down here, and we're not. Our legs are no match for their tails. King Poseidon! Avra, wait for us! I don't think they can hear us. And they're disappearing into the distance. Soon they'll be gone, and we'll be all alone. Wait! Wait! Come back! Oh, no. They're gone. Disappeared into the sea. Wait! No, look! The green light is back! I think they're coming back for us! What are you doing all the way back here? I told you to follow me, but then I turn around and you were nowhere to be found. Don't you want to see Atlantis? Oh, yes, of course we do, Mr. Uh, King Poseidon. It's just that with these legs, we just can't keep up with you and the mermaids. We were trying our hardest, but you're so much faster. <laughs> legs. Oh, yes. Why didn't you just say so? Those legs certainly will not do. What you need for deep ocean swimming is a tail, like Ombra's here. Here, let me help you out with that. Help us? What do you mean, help us? Oh! Raider, is it just me? Or are your legs starting to feel... A little funny. It's not just you, Lauren. Look, King Poseidon's trident is pointing right at us. And my legs are starting to stick together. You're right, Captain Mel. Mine are too. And they're growing colorful scales all over them. Yours too, reader. Oh, and at the ends of my legs where my feet uh, used to be, I seem to be growing a large, flowing fin. Lauren... Our legs are turning into mermaid tails. 
breeding bug. Look! We're turning into mermaids and... <gasps> you are too! A merbug. Your beautiful scale tail is red and covered with polka dots. Just like your shell. Whee! And look, it works great for swimming. It's like I'm flying, but underwater. That's right. Now, no more excuses. Flap those tails and try to keep up. Lauren, Reader, Mel, I think you'll find your tails easy to use. Just point your body where you want to go and then flap your fins up and down, like this. Reader, Captain Mel, Reading Bug, can you swim like Ombra? Just wave your new mermaid tails up and down and let's go! Whoa! These fins are really fast! Much better, no? You're doing a great job keeping up. Just a bit further through the portal up ahead and we'll be in Atlantis. Wow! Lauren, look! A giant round portal has opened up into the ocean in front of us. Filled with beautiful coral, starfish, anemones, sea turtles, jellyfish, seahorses, and so much more! And beyond that, it's a city! Look at all the buildings rising high out of the ocean floor and glowing with gold and jewels. And look at these creatures that have joined us. They're narwhals, just like the narwhals we saw in the book bag. They look like white whales, but with black spots, sparkling eyes, and a single long tusk jutting out of each of their heads. Yes, yes, yes. Those are narwhals. They are also called unicorns of the sea because of the long tusks that grow out of their head. No one knows what they use their tusks for, but we do know that they don't use them for hunting. Narwhals are amazing animals. They are large. They can weigh as much as an elephant and can grow to be 13 to 18 feet long. But they are gentle giants. They live with us in the city and play with our children. Directly in front of us, you can see a large palace with spires gates and parapets trimmed in brilliant brass and sparkling diamonds that towers over the other buildings. That's where I live with my wife, Queen Cleita. And on the hill just beyond the palace, there is a temple that is dedicated to us. It is decorated with silver spires and surrounded by a wall of gleaming gold embedded with rubies, emeralds, and sapphires. It's more splendid than anything I've ever imagined. The sparkling jewels, the gold, the magnificence of the palace. There must be millions and millions of dollars in treasures here. The golden palace and the treasures within are beautiful to behold. But these treasures belong to King Poseidon, and we have sworn that we will not steal them or anything else. Why would we want to anyway? He has used them to create beauty all around us. We want for nothing and we have learned that the only real treasures are the residents of our magnificent city and the sea life that surrounds us. But treasure hunters like me have been searching for the lost city of Atlantis forever. This city is the single greatest discovery and certainly the most valuable treasure in the history of the world. The beauty and opulence of Atlantis is simply a remnant of our time on land. Centuries ago, in honor of my queen, I built this mighty city like no one's ever seen. Full of riches, wealth, and full of magic, I created this 
the magnificent city of Atlantis. I paved the streets with bricks of gold and cast a spell that no one would grow old. Bricks of gold? Did, did you say bricks of gold? Yes, and there's an oyster bed over there where we grow the most delicious oysters and the most beautiful pearls that you have ever seen. Pearls? Over here, you can see the school where mer children learn our history and how to live, work, and play together in peace and harmony. It looks like it's recess because the mer children are playing in the schoolyard. King Poseidon, your city is incredible! But it seems too good to be true. The mer people of Atlantis exist happily together alongside the other creatures of the sea. They study history and they use their minds for the benefit of mermanity, and they grow and provide food and other necessities without needing money. It's just like in Captain Mel's song. If I had one wish that would make me carefree, I'd spread kindness across the land and over the sea. It makes people feel good to see a smile, not a frown. Simple acts of kindness feel good when you're down. So be kind. Rewind. You'll find it's easy to be a friend who cares. Cherish one another and always be kind. Lead with your heart and think with your mind. Find some solutions where you can agree. Make room in the world where we can all be. So be nice. Think twice. There's no price for kindness. Just spread some love around. Whenever you're in doubt, recall the golden rule and do unto others as they do unto you. Don't speak out in anger, take a breath and start again. To love and understand is what it takes to be a friend, so be kind. Rewind, you'll find it's easy to be a friend who cares. So cherish one another and always be kind. Lead with your heart out in anger take a breath and start again to love and understand is what it takes to be a friend so be nice be nice think twice think twice there's no price no for kindness just spread just spread some love some love around, around. be kind be kind rewind rewind You'll find it's easy to be to be a friend a friend who cares Be nice be nice think twice think twice there's no price for kindness just spread just spread some love some love around Be kind be kind Rewind, rewind, you'll find, you'll find it's easy to be, to be. In books, they call a place like this a utopia, a place where everything is, well, perfect. 
perfect, maybe. But, reading bug, we people have learned that perfect places don't exist without a lot of hard work by the people who live in them. We also know that there are dark places, even in the most beautiful tropical waters, and that monsters may lurk in those places. But, Ombra, there are no monsters in Atlantis, right? We're safe here, aren't we? Uh, what, what, what was that? It can't be thunder. We're too far below the water to hear the sound of thunder. It is the sound of darkness. A moan and a groan. A growl and a grunt. There are monsters lurking in the depths of the ocean, but only one creature in the sea makes such a hideous howl. That is the sound of the dark mermaids. Dark mermaids? What do you mean? Are these mermaids gray or brown? Oh no, Lauren. The color of one's skin does not make you dark. They are called dark mermaids because of what is inside of them, what is in their hearts. These are the people who refused to live by Poseidon's rules and were cast out of Atlantis as a result. Over time, their darkness has become more visible on the outside as well as inside of them. As their darkness consumes them, they have started to look more like sea monsters than people or humans. Their bodies turned green and slimy. Their arms and legs shrank as their fingernails and toenails grew into long, dangerous claws. Their hair and their ears turned into fins. Scales grew all over their faces, their mouths filled with sharp, needle-like teeth, and their jaws and stomachs grew larger and larger so that they could eat their prey. They're coming closer, I think. But why? They've come for their prey. The dark mermaids only eat one kind of creature. Other creatures who have refused or who have broken my rules. You mean there's a mermaid or merman living in Atlantis who has broken your rules, King Poseidon? I'm afraid not. No mermaid has broken King Poseidon's rules in decades. As you said, Atlantis is our utopia. Then who are the dark mermaids coming for? They must be coming for one of you. Us? No, that can't be right, Your Majesty. We just got here. Yeah, we haven't broken your rules. We've been good guests and have returned your generosity with thanks and kindness. And we haven't lied or cheated or taken anything that does not belong to us. Why would the dark mermaids be coming for us? I sink Atlantis to the bottom of the sea because of the decadence and greed of its people. The wealth and treasure had darkened their souls, causing them to argue and fight and treat one another poorly. Down here, they have relearned kindness and they live in peace and prosperity and in accordance with my rules. One of you must have broken those rules by taking some of the treasures of Atlantis and the dark mermaids are coming for you. But we didn't steal anything. The reading bug is right. None of us has stolen your treasures, King Poseidon. You have to believe us. Raider, you didn't take anything, did you? See? Captain Mel, you've been silent for some time. Do you have anything to say? I may know why the dark mermaids are coming. I just couldn't help myself. Years of searching, endless hours of research, the discovery of a lifetime. I just have to prove to my fellow fortune hunters that Atlantis is 
real. So, so yes, I took a gold brick. And? And a pearl. Okay, two very large pearls. And? And this diamond and this emerald, eight gold coins, five sapphires, a ruby, and two amethysts. And whatever this is. Captain Mel, how could you? This place, Atlantis, is magnificent. I I can't just leave it here, lost forever. The world needs to know about this discovery, and the ridges here will pay for the lifetime I've spent looking for it. It seems we still have work to do before all of humanity is ready to embrace what we have learned here in Atlantis. Ombra, you're right. Lauren, reader, reading bug, I wish things had worked out differently, but you have broken my rules, and I am afraid I must leave you now to fend for yourself. Fend for ourselves? Against the dark mermaids? Oh, please, King Poseidon, no! We tried to follow your rules. Captain Mel made a mistake! Remember, if I had one wish that would make me carefree, I'd spread kindness across the land and over the sea. It makes people feel good to see a smile, not a frown. Simple acts of kindness feel good when you're down, so be kind. Rewind, you'll find it's easy to be a friend who cares. Be nice, think twice, there's no price for kindness, just spread some love around. Please, I beg you for a simple act of kindness, King Poseidon. Forgive Captain Mel's mistake and help us escape the Dark Mermaids. Lauren is right, my king. Doesn't being kind mean that we must be able to forgive our neighbors and friends when they make a mistake for which they are truly sorry? Captain Mel, why should I not leave you for the Dark Mermaids? Please understand. I have been searching for Atlantis for most of my life and my mother and father before me. I employ 20 or more people who work for me to keep themselves and their families fed, and and I'm away from my own family, sometimes for months at a time, to do this work. I recognize now that what I did was wrong, but, but I only took a few treasures so that I could take care of these people. I was motivated by my desire to reward those who helped me find Atlantis, not by selfishness. I always intended to share these treasures with them. King Poseidon? Not even my power can override the darkness of the Dark Mermaids. I am afraid I cannot protect you. But surely we can try? Yes, Ombra, you are right. We can try. But tell me, Captain Mel, are you truly sorry for your actions today? Your Majesty, if I'm being honest, I must admit that there is still a part of me that would like the world to know that we found the lost city of Atlantis today. But I promised you that I would not steal and I broke that promise. I am very sorry that I broke my promise and this has endangered the lives of my friends here. Please accept my apology. I forgive you, Captain Mel. 
quickly. Lauren, reader, reading bug, follow me back to your ship. Captain Mel, you are welcome to follow too, but only if you leave the treasures you took here where they belong. All of them? Yes, all of them. Okay, okay, here you go. Very good. Now, Ombra, call the narwhals. Hold off the dark mermaids for as long as you're able. I will take our new friends back to the boat. Yes, yes. Narwhals, please help your friends, the people of Atlantis. Hurry now, go. Reader, look, the dark mermaids are here. They're every bit as monstrous as Ombra said they were. And there are a lot of them coming up behind us. What big teeth and giant claws they have. But look, the narwhals have arrived too. They're swimming really fast. And look at their horns. They're glowing and emitting beautiful, bright colors. Almost like a long, skinny lava lamp. Oh, and every time a dark mermaid tries to get closer... The light from the narwhal's horns zaps them like a bolt of lightning, causing the dark mermaids to be thrown backwards, away from the narwhals, and from us! I guess we know what those narwhal horns are used for now. Quickly, follow me. We must get you back to your ship. The narwhal's magic won't hold them for long. Use your fins and follow me. Swim fast! Reader, you heard King Poseidon. Let's go! Okay... So long, Atlantis. At least I got to get a glimpse of you. I hope someday the world will know your secrets. But I promise, I'll never tell. Captain Mel, come on! Okay, okay! Here we are, your ship. A bit of magic will remove your tails and gills. Climb into the boat quickly and be gone before the Dark Mermaids arrive. But our yellow submarine, it's broken. Oh, yes. That's an easy fix, too. Here you go. Now, quickly, into your ship. Thank you for helping me remember that kindness and friendship requires empathy and forgiveness. Now go, and please do not return. Bring the lessons of Atlantis back to land with you but not our secrets. Farewell, my friends. Reader, reading bug, Captain Mel, I can feel my tail and gills disappearing. Quickly, into the submarine. We won't be able to breathe underwater for much longer. Now close that hatch and let's see if we can get this thing started again. It's working. All the lights are back on and the submersible is moving again, Reader. Mel, Mel. Come in! Come in! What's going on there? Hello? Jamie! We're here! Oh, it's great to hear your voice. And you won't believe what's happened to us down here. Captain, where have you been? We thought we'd lost you. Well, you almost did. But thanks to the quick thinking of Lauren, the reading bug, and our reader friend, and with a little bit of help, we're back. And on our way to the surface. Get the cranes ready. We'll be out of the water in just a few more minutes. Roger that, Captain. Lauren, Reader, Reading Bug, thanks for keeping him safe down there. We'll see you soon. Oh, Captain Mel, we sure would love to spend more time with you, but I'm afraid our adventure today has to come to an end, and we need to get back home. Home? 
But you three make terrific treasure hunters. We may not be returning with any treasure today, but the sea is enormous, and there's plenty more treasure to hunt. We'd love to hunt for treasure again, but maybe some other time, Captain Mel. Lauren's right. We need to get back home now. We're at the end of another incredible adventure. Lauren, reader, let's all hop back into the book bag together. The book bag? That's right. Just watch. And goodbye, Captain Mel. Thanks for bringing us along with you on such an amazing adventure today. Three hops, on my count. Ready? One hop, two hops, three hops, and we're in! We've had a big adventure within our book bag, and I think we saved the day. We'll see you next time. Goodbye, book bag. Now it's time to fly away. Look! The submersible and the ocean around us are disappearing as we rise up over the ocean and begin our magical trip back home. What a spectacular trip that was. Not only did we find the lost city of Atlantis, but we also met the mer people that lived there. We even got to be mer people, Lauren. All thanks to King Poseidon's magic. I'm definitely going to draw a picture of the three of us deep underwater with beautiful scaled tails. And don't forget Captain Mel. Oh, yes. I'll draw Captain Mel and his tail, too. And Ombra and King Poseidon and our yellow submarine. Oh, there's just so much. <laughs> Don't worry. You can draw all of it, Reading Bug. In just a few minutes, I'll play coloring music for us to color our illustrations to. What part of today's adventure do you think you'll draw, Reader? I'm going to draw a picture of the beautiful underwater city of Atlantis. We may be the only ones who ever get to see it. If you enjoyed today's adventure like I did, and want to learn more about Atlantis, mermaids, the creatures of the ocean, or treasure hunting, you can read any of the books in my book bag. I have a complete list for you at www.thereadingbug.com adventures. We're back. And reader, remember what King Poseidon said. Let's always try to live by the rules of Atlantis, even here on land. One, do not trade friendship or greed for wealth or jewels. Two, study hard, use your hearts, and use your mind. And three, love each other, and you'll be loved and kind. I know you can do it, reader, because... When you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could write a book or fly a plane. Build a house with a giant crane. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can see it through just by being you. Cause you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything you could sing your way into a broadway show don't let anyone tell you no whatever you do one thing will be true there's nothing you can't do you can make your dreams come true just by being you thank you for all your help your bravery and your kindness on today's adventure and throughout this season of adventures I can't wait to adventure with you in the Reading Bug again soon. Until then, goodbye. Bye-bye, reader. We'll see you soon. 
It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper, and your imaginations too. The reading bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. An enormous thank you to all of our individual sponsors. We couldn't have produced this season's episodes without you. If you're interested in becoming a patron, please visit our page at patreon.com. Thank you for listening to Reading Bug Adventures. I'm Lauren Savage, and today's adventure was an original story written by Diane and Brandon Savage. This episode was performed by me, Chloe, Brandon, and Caitlin Savage, and by Rob DeCruz. Original music was written and performed by me, Brandon Savage, and Dan Schoen, and mixing and mastery for this episode was by Resonate Recordings. The Reading Bug is our family-owned independent children's bookstore in California, and we're passionate about educating, entertaining, and engaging children of all ages. Learn more about us at thereadingbug.com and our personalized subscription box service at readingbugbox.com. Thank you. Hi, friends. Are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well, then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So, Little Golden Books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.